Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. WTAW News Time is five minutes after eight. It's 79 degrees. We'll take a look at your forecast after the news brought to you by David's Jewelry and Coin Exchange. They buy, sell, and trade gold and silver, diamonds and jewelry, watches and collectible coins, and consistently pay the most. Learn more at davidsjewelryandcoins.com. Good morning. I'm Chelsea Reber. The Texas Education Agency mandated seven safety protocols after the mass shooting in Uvalde. College Station ISD Superintendent Mike Martindale provided an update during last night's board meeting. Examples, making sure threat assessment teams are trained, make sure door locks are working correctly. Martindale said campus administrators will be getting additional information later this week. Our secondary ones are back on contract. Our intermediate and elementary will return tomorrow, and we have a meeting with that uh, collective group on Thursday. So we'll be reviewing those requirements in detail. Martindale told the board to expect hiring a new safety director for CSISD at next month's meeting. Brian ISD school board members this week approved what administrators consider a tweak in the dress code for next year. Last year we tried the colored hair, any kind of hair at the high school level. Now it's K through 12. One of BISD school leadership directors, Crystal Goodman, said the other recommendation the board approved allows for the first time wearing sleeveless tops. The 46th Commandment of Texas, excuse me, the 46th Commandant of Texas A&M's Corps of Cadets is another former student returning to Aggieland. Graduated as an E-1 jock at Corps Cadets in 93. General Patrick Michaelis, the commanding officer at Fort Jackson in South Carolina, is retiring after 30 years in the Army. I am excited to come back to be able to give back to a community that defined who I am. Michaelis told local reporters about his relationship with the man he's following, fellow retired Army General Joe Ramirez. He's someone I've talked to as I was going through the hiring process too. Big shoes to fill, but what I represent is a fresh perspective. He acknowledges that as we go forward and take the court to the next level. Michaela starts October 1st. A local nonprofit that works with young adults who have aged out of the foster care system gets support for a building campaign from the College Station City Council. Unlimited Potentials Board Chair Jackie Flagg says the proposed housing would hold up to 24 residents. We aim to create a home-like environment that provides opportunity for safety and social, emotional, and relational development that is different from the institutional environment that is experienced in CPS custody. Councilman John Crompton, who said the organization received $550,000 in a recent fundraiser supported the city paying for up to half of the $4 million cost if unlimited potential raised the rest by May 30th of next year. And my sense is if it does not happen now, it never will because now we have momentum. The council directed staff to explore how to pay for demolishing a former nursing home on the site of the new construction, which is on Anderson Street. For the second time in as many months, Bryan-based John Deere dealership United Ag and Turf has expanded. This week's acquisition of fish and still equipment adds United locations in Crockett, Lufkin, Nacogdoches, Henderson, and Marshall. United now has 36 locations with more than 800 employees in Texas, Arkansas, and Oklahoma. W. 
WTAW news time is eight minutes after eight. It is 80 degrees. This look at news is brought to you by David's Jewelry and Coin Exchange. More news at 830 or anytime in English and Spanish at WTAW.com. I'm Chelsea Rebert for 1620-945-WTAW. Hey, good morning. It's the Infomaniacs on a Thursday, uh, Wednesday. Let's have a look at the weather. Brought to you this morning by United Roofing and Sheet Metal, home of the Duralast Roof System, world's best roof. Give them a call 268-ROOF. Go to UnitedRoofingPros.com today. Red flag warning in effect today. Heat advisory this morning. Excessive heat warning for the afternoon. Plenty of sunshine, breezy and hot. High near 105. Clear to partly cloudy tonight. Low near 80. Intervals of sun and clouds Thursday. A chance for a late day shower or thunderstorm. High near 100. And a mix of sun and clouds with an afternoon shower or thunderstorm Friday. High near just over 100 again. I'm meteorologist Scott Kaplan. 1620 9495 who knows what would have happened to the the little capsule yeah. and it's just buzz aldrin is kind of uh, a wacko <laughs> i mean he really is he's not what you'd call an mit distinguished <clears throat> alum but that's okay no. anyway uh but anyway he t- punches people <laughs> yes he does that's what i'm saying so today's the today's the uh the big day so well in go. my my space news story uh which has to do a little bit more with entertainment uh-huh. the chain smokers they've been here oh yeah they have. station favorites yeah, apparently yeah. okay um, Celebrity they, pickers. they are set to perform 20 miles above earth in a pressurized capsule tethered to a stratospheric balloon in a first of its kind concert the journey is slated for 2024 who else gonna be there it sounds like just them right if they're in a a capsule so it says we've always dreamed of going to space and we're stoked to collaborate with worldview to have this adventure and experience we know the views of both earth and space are going to be incredible and inspiring and we hope to leverage this flight for creative creativity on future projects let's use leverage wherever we can let's reach out and use leverage please uh let's see flights cost fifty thousand dollars and include eight explorers and two crew members so i guess they could bring like one or or two other I guess. people they bring yeah. your lawn chairs but it looks like i mean i think they're just trying to uh you know inspire innovation that's it somebody polled a thousand u.s americans and asked them if they think we'll be living on the moon or mars permanently within the next 50 years no and a third of us say yes okay uh, really a third yeah Golly. Well, a third um, polled. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. 20%, 27% said it'll probably happen by then. Another 10% say it's very likely. Around one in five said there's no way. Uh, 70% of us have a favorable view of NASA. Yeah. 14% un- unfavorable. Well, who hates NASA? Well, I don't, I just don't. <laughs> well, see, and here's the deal. We used to talk about it. I mean, three years ago, we were saying, is NASA relevant? Yeah. We talked about Space Force. Yeah. And that's so they're they're trying to be relevant because, you know, they want to have money and Mm -hmm. jobs and budgets and all that kind of stuff. Now, the deal is one of the things that they used to talk about about NASA and space was the things that we got from the space program, things they had to develop for the astronauts that had applications for the rest of us at some point. And Teflon was one of the first ones, okay? That was, wow, what great stuff. You know, my eggs won't stick to the pan. Well, you know, space did that. NASA developed that. 
Um, the one that we probably notice most now is the GPS system. Okay, 76% of us say that is money that was well spent. Uh, they launched the first GPS satellite way back in 1978. And, of course, the military had it for years before we had it in our cars right. and our watches and our phones and every place. And granted, it's changed our life, right? There's no—you can now pretty well go any place uh, in the world and be confident that you won't get lost within that area as mm-hmm. long as they give you the right information. So they get to have that. Now, what's interesting to me is that 70% also think that the $10 billion that was spent on the James Webb telescope was a good investment. That's the telescope that we've just saw, saw the pictures last week for the first time. I mean, okay. it looked cool. Okay. But it, didn't we already You're know right. it looked like that? It looked cool. And that's, and that's fine. But is that worth $10 billion? Could we have used $10 billion to feed people? Could we have used $10 billion for other things to do here on Earth rather than go, oh, wow, look at those places that we'll never be able to visit? Well, Scott, we could have used... We spend money like it's going out of style. So, I mean, we could use that money for a lot of other things. We just spent how much to Ukraine? Well, what did I just say? I mean, you could, yes, you could take that. I used to, I happen to use feed people. I'm just saying, why do we need to spend $10 billion on the James Webb telescope? I don't know. To boldly go where no one else has gone before. And the benefit for mankind today would be what? See? Yeah, Yeah, that's it. I'm just saying, the pictures that I'm seeing from on the moon and at Mars, uh, I mean, it's not very scenic. It's cool, but it's not like you're going to be, I don't know, going on vacation there to check out all the cool views. <laughs> That's it's what I said. I, why are we go looking at pictures of things that we're never going to go to? We're never going to go there. We won't because they're X number of light years away. Where's mm-hmm. your sense of adventure, Scott? We want to know if people are out there. Thought you the and I were on the, thought there. you and I were on the same side. Well, it takes about two seconds discussion. for you guys to flip, and yeah. then yeah, it's no. kind of been back and forth. That's it. No, mm-hmm. it's over. No, it's just there's no reason. But <laughs> in the meantime. The stereotype that British people have bad teeth may be more accurate than we thought. Oh, more accurate. Yes, yeah. this is really sad. It was already accurate. There's a new poll that finds nearly four in ten young adults in that country brush less than once a week. Ooh. Four in ten? Just let that sink in for a second. Or that's too fast. Just let that think in. I initially just, thought it was just like, oh, they, they don't get braces or yeah. they don't have, a, you know, but but it's just straight up dental yeah. hygiene. Now, granted, the survey was conducted by a dental accounting company. Okay, so okay. they've got a vested interest. There's well, no doubt. Well, sure, but. They found 39% of the adults between the ages of 25 and 34 go a whole week without cleaning their teeth. Over 30% of the respondents admit they often just forgot to brush. How do you forget? Well, that's because that's not a regular thing. I get a feeling that kids grow up and their parents don't always tell them, did you brush your teeth? You know, you got to make sure you get those pearly whites all nice. Researchers noted that their findings confirmed the theory that many people often overlook their dental health when they're focusing on other health issues. No. No, these people in Great Britain are not focusing on other health issues that's keeping them from brushing their teeth. Yeah. They're not as fat as we are. Right? Not all not all millennials are dropping the ball, apparently, when it comes to mental uh, dental health. 63% of the respondents in this age group say that they brush at least three times a day. Okay, there's some other people who do that, but they're not in Great Britain. 
But really, mm. a week without brushing your teeth? Yeah, I just, I, I can't understand the feeling of that. I can't either. Also, I, just I the, the breath that comes along with it, too. I I was thinking about this the other day. Like, what is something small that you can do to just immediately feel a little bit more put together? And, like, brushing your teeth is one of those for oh, yeah. me. Like, you brush your teeth, and, and whether you kind of just roll out of bed or, or whatever, that you automatically just feel better. You feel cleaner. Yeah. Mine's on, putting pants on. In the weekend, within 10 minutes, when I get up, I've brushed my teeth. Okay. I, I don't do it during the week because I'm doing other stuff, and I do it for, obviously before I leave the house. But the one of the first things I do when I get up on the weekend is mm-hmm. brush my teeth now, for that very, very reason. Even on the weekend, do you brush your teeth before you eat breakfast? Absolutely. I brush my teeth the very first thing. Okay. Oh, I mean, okay. Because See, I struggle because as a coffee drinker, I really don't like to brush them before I start drinking my coffee, uh-huh. or, or at least right before, and, and especially during the week. That That is the first thing. Well, I go to the restroom. Then I go grab my cup. <laughs> of coffee and so it's it yeah so i i typically end up brushing them a little bit later because then it's like after the coffee but i mean it's for the very reason you say you you can put water on your face and you brush your teeth and you feel better you do just that fast yep I can't imagine going a week without no. I cannot imagine. I, a whole day. I immediately, I'm like, ugh, my teeth feel fuzzy. We, we've wow. been uh, brushing Hudson's teeth to try and get him into the into the thing. He likes it because, you know, he's teething, and so it feels good oh, on his okay. gums. He's got a little baby brush with some baby toothpaste that he can swallow, so that's nice. And see, again, maybe, maybe in Great Britain they don't do that with their children. Maybe yeah. they just don't do that. I can't, but ah. they're born with no teeth, and they're like, hey, yeah. you look just like me. Anyway, there you are. I, I, I'm, I'm short of words. I can't. Obviously. I, yeah. College Station, Texas, April 24th, 1947. Now let's go to the bonfire site where WTAW's Tom Turner. WTAW election night coverage. All eight voting centers in Brazos County have been counted. The Today on WTAW, we're joining with businesses from across the Brazos Valley to support our 1620 WTAW. This is WTAW, the first 100 years. I'm Tom Turbeville. It was the 1940s, and WTAW was broadcasting from the YMCA building on the A&M campus. And yes, there was variety programming. Dick Bolin was a news reporter mainly, but he told me a few years back about when the Rones Chapel Singers came over to the WTAW microphones. I handled the Sunday morning program from 8.30 to about 10, I think. And the feature of that, regular live feature, was the Rones Chapel Singers, who came from Rones, uh, Ronesbury. And they always showed up at uh, 15 minutes before airtime, and they had written down a list of the names of their songs. And I knew them by heart, and I knew the people, and they were good singers. They made their living going around doing weddings and funerals and everything else in the community there. Always enjoyed that. Now, sure, you did not think that I'd let this pass without a sample of the Roan Chapel Singers. Now, goodbye, children, we'll have to go where the rain don't fall and the wind don't blow. The other coat, I will not need a women ride in the chair in the moon. Them gold on silver, they need kings. And you ain't must be just sweet 16. And the white kid gloves you have to wear when we ride in the chair in the moon. This is WTAW, the first 100 years. 
WTAW news time is 831. It's 80 degrees. We'll take a look at your forecast coming up after the news brought to you by Legacy Suites and Solutions. Office space for your growing business. Voted best collaborative workspace in the Brazos Valley. Visit LegacyExecutiveSuites.com. Good morning. I'm Chelsea Reber. A college station man is arrested on fraud charges related to the sale of a home in the historic Southside neighborhood. According to the College Station Police Arrest Report, 50-year-old Lael Schiffhauer is accused of forging someone else's name to be power of attorney and forged a homeowner's name on the contract to sell a home. The legal power of attorney told investigators she received a visit from a notary who said he made a terrible mistake by not witnessing the signature on the sales contract. Schiffhauer was arrested Monday after he was found trying to apply a $266,000 check from the sale of the home towards the purchase of a motorhome. He's jailed in lieu of a $25,000 bond. Bill Oliver, 1620-945 WTAW. The College Station City Council gives a boost to a local nonprofit that works with young adults who have aged out of the foster care system. It's the second time in six weeks that the board chair of Unlimited Potential, Jackie Flagg, spoke to the council. Unfortunately, the building is such bad shape that we have been advised to tear it down. In this place, our concept is to put up two residential houses, one for men, one for women, and an administration building. The housing is proposed to accommodate up to 24 residents. The administration building is being considered to be large enough to house satellite offices of other social service agencies. Such as WIC, Project Unity, GED program, and others to support not only our youth, but the college stage community as well. The council directed staff to explore how to pay for demolishing the nursing home building across Anderson Street from Lemon Tree Park, which could be as little as $200,000 if no asbestos is found. The new construction is estimated at $4 million. Some council members expressed interest in a city fundraising match. College Station ISD school board members were updated last night on the progress of complying with new safety regulations from the state. TEA put out directives the school districts were to perform actually seven prior to the beginning of the school year. Superintendent Mike Martindale told the board he is taking the safety function off the plate of CSISD's facilities director and creating a new position. It's become a much larger job on top of the construction projects that we have going with our most recent bond. So we do have a posted currently a coordinator of safety. The state's new directives followed the mass shooting in Uvalde. July's Bryan School Board meeting includes approval of the Code of Conduct and Student Handbook for the upcoming school year. That includes changes to the dress code as presented by one of BISD's school leadership directors, Crystal Goodman. For the students, we have sleeveless. We've not allowed that in previous years, and now we're allowing it. And any kind of colored hair, which was allowed at BISD high schools for the first time last year, will be allowed at all campuses. Texas A&M's next commandant of the Corps of Cadets is an Aggie who is retiring as an Army general. Patrick Michaelis, the commanding officer at Fort Jackson in South Carolina, spoke with local reporters on a Zoom call. As Michaelis talked about receiving congratulations from SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey, you can hear a recorded bugle call playing outside his office. Hey, congratulations on what you're going to do next and everything surrounding Midnight Yell and and, uh, and and the football games, I mean, we're, we're pretty excited. Michaela says he's looking forward to football season. We don't have TV at home. We don't turn it on to the fall, and that's just to watch Saturday football, and then uh, we turn it off in, in February. Michaela, a 1993 distinguished military graduate who was in the Corps, begins October 1st as the Corps' 46th commandant. WTAW news time is 835. It's 80 degrees. This look at news is brought to you by Legacy Suites and Solutions. More 
More news anytime at WTAW.com. I'm Chelsea Reber for 1620-945-WTAW. 837, let's do some weather, shall we? It's brought to you this morning by Malik Heating and Air together with Carrier. Keep your cool when the temperatures rise. Front of the line service, $0 diagnostic and never an overtime charge for total protection plan members. Malik, feel the difference. Here you go. Heat advisory in effect this morning. Excessive heat warning for the afternoon. Red flag warning also in effect. Sunny, breezy, and hot today. High near 105. Clear to partly cloudy tonight. Low in the upper 70s. Mix of sun and clouds Thursday. An afternoon shower or thunderstorm. High near just over 100. And intervals of sun and clouds Friday with a late day shower or thunderstorm. High again near 100. I'm meteorologist Scott Kaplan. 1620-945 WTAW. Visit with the mayors on Wednesday, but uh, Andrew Nelson's not here, so uh, at large, Buppy Simak, he's the uh, mayor pro tem, joins us. Buppy, how you doing this morning? I'm doing, Scott. I'm doing great, Scott. How are you doing? Good, good. Hey, um, you've had the bu- the the budget presentation, um, and uh, you're the first guy really to, to be in since that. Uh, we've done that. Uh, what stuck out uh, as far as you were concerned as, uh, when it comes to the, the budget coming up for Brian? You know, after listening to uh, Will Smith and uh, his presentation and me and uh, a few of the council members met with him prior. There's just a lot of concerns right now with uh, the future. I mean, you, with uh, inflation and the cost and the evaluations of property. So to me, the smart thing to do is to hold the tax rate steady as is. And then because things could change very quickly, according to a good scenario, worst case scenario, we could be in financial trouble very quickly if we make drastic changes. I had, uh, I guess, uh, Councilmember Gutierrez was in here a few weeks ago and discussing how uh, things have kind of changed in Brian in that now your sales tax revenue has really come up. And I mean, that ends up being uh, the, the number one source of revenue as opposed to ad valorem taxes. That's kind of a change. Yes, it is. If you go back and look, Scott, from 2010, when Keene Register became the city manager, economic development came a priority. So if you look from 2010, I want to say this year will be the first year that actually sales tax is greater than property taxes. Yeah. And that's, uh, I mean, that's good. That's a good growth pattern for Brian. Obviously, it's a, it's a good trajectory. I really, uh, I get kind of geeky over water, and uh, it's not very, you know, not very sexy. That's not, a, that's not a really exciting thing. But, you know, the reality is the water situation, clearly we have seen with the problem that the Welburn Water District has had, uh, Wixon to some extent as well, uh, College Station has asked, that um, that's certainly their customers look at how they use their water. We haven't necessarily heard anything from Brian about that, but let's talk a little bit about uh, residential usage and commercial usage of water and the position the city's in when it comes to I mean, that. Uh, that's, that's a good question, and it's something that we talk about on a pretty regular basis at the city, and Jason Barthnick does a great job, and we're, we're looking down... Uh, the road probably 10, 20, 30, 50 years for the city of Bryan. So to me, it takes, you know, good planning and a high-level view to really understand the long-term needs of Bryan. Well, and it appears that Bryan is in pretty good shape as far as the, the well contracts that they have, too. Absolutely, and we're looking at building a new uh, uh, retention for water 
So that's on the agenda pretty soon. Well, and got a water tower. I hear there are people not necessarily happy with that, but it's important. It's part of the system, right? As you grow, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you know, not everything is is perfect, but we have to do what's best for the city of Ryan. You know, uh, also, I guess in a recent count, uh, we had a story la- uh, earlier this week about this uh, Highway 47. We're calling that the Riverside Highway now, so people understand that. But uh, y'all made some zoning changes where uh, in that general area over there. I uh, guess all that has to do with development and around the Rellis campus and what's going to be going on out there. Absolutely. I mean, we're we're trying to look at the future, and you have to start now to uh, impact the future. The, uh, you're a member of the BTU board ex officio now, but uh, you know, folks may not know your dad kind of was in that business a little bit. You grew up around it. Absolutely. And uh, the the asset that BTU, Bryan, Texas Utilities, is really makes a difference for the city. I, you know, I uh, my dad was in the utility business for over 40 years, but we have an asset, an enterprise fund that is unbelievable. Some of the lowest rates in the state, uh, very reliable. And uh, other parts of not just Brian actually have BTU, but I mean, uh, for for Brian to have such uh, a great, I mean, the biggest thing to me is it's reliable, and it's and it's very it's on the lower end of of the price structure, and so I mean, it's an asset for Brian to have BTU. Well, we've, you know, we've talked, our ERCOT has already sent out a couple of warnings. We need to be concerned. It's clear we're going to have uh, triple digits uh, for the foreseeable future. Um, what kind of challenges, again, because you sat on the board and, uh, and uh, as I say, ex officio now, uh, what are you hearing as far as preparation for that? And, of course, because they have to be on the, the grid, they they right. got to play a part along with everybody else. But what are you hearing from so BTU? So I, uh, I got some information yesterday from Will Smith, and, and so I called Gary Miller, uh, the general manager of BTU. And so this week... With the temperatures being in as high as they are, ERCOT sent out that they were going to hit a peak of 81,000 megawatts peak this week. That had never been that high. Wow. So, I mean, it's, it's, we just have to hope with, you know, not as much spending reserve as what we used to have. We have to rely on solar and wind. And let's just hope, Scott, the wind keeps blowing. Yeah, well, we hope so. I know it hasn't been doing part. It, its part in the last few days. Um, how does the board consider whether or not Bryan Texas Utilities will spend money to create more generation? When it's, is that a justifiable that, move? It's it's matter of fact. It's funny you ask that. In the last B two board meeting, and the city council, we addressed looking at the uh, the next five years of looking at possibly. Uh, increasing uh, generation with natural gas. So it's it's a big uh, project, but it's something we're already looking at the future because we see we need more uh, peak uh, power. Well, going to be more people moving to Texas. Makes sense. There are going to be more uh, consumers when it comes to that. Anything else on your mind this morning? Uh, just, let's just everybody conserve as much as you can. The peak hours are between about 3 and 8. And, you know, uh, Brian's in a good position, but uh, it's just just conserve as much as you can. And, you know, BTU is going to be there for you. But uh, 
help them out as much as you can. All right. Well, best I can tell, Brian, Texas is in pretty good shape when it comes from water and utility standpoint in the state of Texas. And right now, that's uh, I was just talking to somebody who said that they were down in Llano, and uh, the water is just barely moving down there and uh, coming over the dam. And they said when the water stops coming over the dam in Llano, They've got 40 days of water left in that city. Yeah. so That's, that's scary. It is. And you don't have to look far to see people who are in uh, not good shape. Uh, Buffy Simak, he's the uh, mayor pro tem uh, sitting in for the mayor today. Thanks for the time this morning. Oh, you bet. Thank you. You bet. 846, it's the Infomaniacs on a uh, Wednesday morning. Thanks for being with us. Okay, I'm confused. Um, haven't they told us that we should not be walking and using our smartphone at the same time? Because you'll bump into stuff, yeah, or yeah. get in the wrong car. People, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've heard, I've heard that could happen. That's true. Uh. Well, a new study finds the ability to walk while concentrating on something, like using your smartphone, is a skill that many people are born with. Okay. Researchers at the University of Rochester. Hey, if your folks are still up there, they could stop by. Yeah. Um, found that uh, for some. Walking actually boosts and changes their brain activity, allowing them to multitask better. Okay. I, I, I don't know that I believe that, but fine. I mean, walking makes it so that you are multitasking if you're doing anything else. I don't know if that means you can multitask better in other ways. Of course, you can remember the old saying, he can't walk and chew gum at the same time. Right, yeah. right. Uncoordinated people. Bring that up to where we are. They hope it could be a marker for what they're calling super agers, whose brains still function well in old age. Researchers looked at 26 healthy 18 to 30 year olds in this study, and they found that 14 of them who improved on tasks while walking experienced an actual change in their frontal brain function. Your brain processes information differently. Okay. Again, out of 26, 14 of them did, which means 12 of them didn't. So I don't know. Do you want to? Do you want to find out that? I mean, do you want to go in and? I mean, that's that's almost like getting screened for some sort of a condition later in life, right? Mm-hmm. To see that you are susceptible to that, right? You want to know your future? Yeah, exactly. That's well, and really, and and that's. That's the thing, is is somewhere, somehow, you go in, you get the results. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. You find out that you can't do... You're not going to be a multifunctioner later in life. Sad days. Just saying. So, there you are. Letting you know. Research is fine. See, science is finding out too much about us and what's going to happen to us in the future. Do you want to know... We've talked about that. Do you want to know how you're going to die? Or do you want to know when you want to die? Or when you're going to die? No, I, mean, I don't think so. And you no. act like it's clear cut and dried. Like, it, 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 they don't know. They, well, they when can it, give their best guesstimate, but they don't know for sure. When it comes to screening for things, though, they do know that yeah. that's true. Yeah. That's, oh, that, let me, I'll find that story. There apparently is going to be like a, a blood test that's going to be able to tell you about cancers. Oh, oh interesting. Yeah, okay. that would be huge. I'll dig that up and find it in a minute. In the meantime, Five years after it filed for bankruptcy and a year and a half after it closed its last two physical stores in U.S. America, after having 900 locations, 
Toys R Us is coming back. They're coming back just in time for the holidays. What was the giraffe's name? Jeffrey? Jeffrey. Jeffrey the giraffe. So apparently they made a deal with Macy's. Yes. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. So which we won't have. (laughs) No, we don't have one of those anymore. Yeah. We almost could have, but we didn't. So it's yeah. So I guess that's what it sounds like. These pop up shops almost in in a department store or in Macy's. And so the toy stores will range from size a thousand square feet in smaller locations to up to 10,000 square feet in flagship Macy's in like Atlanta, Chicago, Houston, Los Angeles, some of those big cities. Um, And they're going to uh, expand during the peak holiday season as well. And I I think that's probably. um, Oh, so it actually says stores will open beginning in in late July. Okay, they could expand during the holiday season if they're if they are these like little pop up stores within a Macy's. So I think about like in our J.C. Penney's, we have a Sephora like okay, store, right. which is a makeup store. There are Sephora's elsewhere that are standalone, um, but that's kind of what this concept is. You know, it's going to change so much. Uh, it, like you said, if they're in the flagship stores, then maybe it'll be close to what a Toys R Us used to be. Mm-hmm. And that's the deal. We all have a perception of what a Toys R Us store was. Yeah, I mean, ours was massive. It was. It was. And it carried all sorts of stuff. Right. I remember getting to go whenever I'd visit my grandma. Uh, yeah. She'd what? take us on a shopping spree. And see... We used it to buy diapers. Right. I was going to say, because they had baby stuff, yes. too. So, they, they, I mean, they had strollers kids and car seats. Well, no, it wasn't Kids R Us. No, what was the name of the... They, yeah, they that's spun what it, was. it off. But mm-hmm. that was because that's what happened is that they could continue to get people to shop there because they were buying real essentials. You were buying formula there. You were buying diapers there. But the deal is now... I mean, for a kid who's uh, eight or nine years old, they don't even know Toys R Us, right? right? They say Macy's plans some customer-friendly perks, including demonstration tables for new toys and a life-size Jeffrey Giraffe photo op. See? There you go. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Well, good for... I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, there's something nostalgic about it for sure, but I, I do think it's sad when you kind of watch toy stores just going away. Sure. And so um, hopefully by you know implementing themselves within Macy's, that'll kind of help them out. Gosh, we can relate to that in my house the whole idea of having his toy store go yeah, away. Right? That yeah. is what happens. While we're speaking about giraffes though, did you know that giraffes and humans have the same number of vertebrae in their necks? I think I did know that actually. Seven. So there's just more spaced out or what? Uh, well no as a matter of fact the only difference is the vertebra. They're ten inches long in the oh, giraffe's wow. neck. Yeah. About four minutes till here's this story. It is the holy grail blood test that can diagnose any type of cancer years before symptoms appear, and it could be on the horizon. Scientists at the UC Santa Cruz campus have discovered a protein released in the early stages of the disease when tumors are most curable. The breakthrough offers hope of a simple screening program for at-risk individuals, such as older or genetically susceptible people, that would work for looking for chemical changes in fragments of the genetic code that leak from tumors in the bloodstream. Man, that'd be a game changer. It, it would. It? I guess I wonder, you know, how often do you have to get to get tested? Because it sounds like the timing of this obviously is is crucial. Yeah, that's. Uh, but when you consider, and of course, as we talk about uh, early stage, early, early detection, early detection right, 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 makes a difference. Definitely. That's. I mean, 
We know all those words in there. That's just that's an amazing, mm-hmm. amazing situation that yeah. they can. Uh, they they happen to mention older people. I was thinking of younger people, but again, as you get older, there may be susceptibilities that you have. Right, and and again, you know, any advancement is a big one yep. in that field. So, so. Uh, yep. you may have heard of that first hey, here. Hey, real quick, guys, there probably will be a scheduling change for the Yaggies for SEC football media days on Thursday. Uh, Texas A&M wide receiver Anaya Smith arrested for uh, DWI, uh, unlawful carrying of a weapon, and possessing less than two ounces of marijuana this morning. So he was set well, to uh, there's that then. represent the Ags on. Did tomorrow. that happen here locally, or do yes, we know? Yes, it did, Brazos huh? County. Matter of fact. Okay, yeah, there'll probably be somebody else there behind the microphone. So uh, KFC, I mentioned this yesterday, finally going to get around to the story. That's good. KFC is testing new chicken nuggets that apparently taste more like their original recipe fried chicken. They'd replace the popcorn chicken that they've been selling off and on since about 1992, and it's a direct response to Gen Zers who refuse to eat chicken off the bone. I who mean, has a problem with that? Uh, well, Gen Zers, apparently. Apparently. So weird. It, it well, really I, I know a lot of people who don't like chicken wings. Uh-huh. Me? Yep. I'm raising my hand here. Because well, K- it's on the bone? No, I just, no, I just don't like, like them. Like wings. KFC is testing new chicken nuggets at a few locations around Charlotte, North Carolina. If people like them, then they will be available nationwide. They would replace the popcorn chicken. But here's the part that we liked. KFC head chef talked about these new nuggets and said they are a direct response to millennials and Gen Zers who refuse to eat chicken off of the It's kind of funny because I I feel like that group of people is more health conscious than than okay yeah. some people used to be. And so but it's funny because chicken nuggets tend to be more processed yes, than chicken that is coming off the bone. Like that's what I I see them going, "Ugh, I don't want to eat that chicken. It's got the bone in it and the tendons and the, you know, like it's gross because it's it's so natural, you know, well, even though they are this generation or these generations who are all about organic and natural and free range." You think about it now because Maybe did you have a favorite piece of chicken that that you liked? I mean, was there a right? Like, I mean, I liked the drumsticks. I guess drumstick was great because they're it was you know, just easier. Right. But if you had fried chicken, uh-huh. and well, actually, you can probably see it even more in roasted chicken. I mean, there's connective tissue oh, yeah. and stuff like that. And that's that like eating. I know people who who won't eat chicken just because of that. If right. they if they get a piece of that, you know, whatever it is, that muscle, it's like mm. yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I don't stuff. like that either, but it doesn't prevent me from eating chicken extra chewy well and then but then you get to that whole thing okay so if it happens to be beef and it has fat on it right oh that's gross yeah but they'll eat but they'll eat processed chicken nuggets deep fried and whatever yeah because there isn't that risk of getting you know typically there's not a risk parts is parts right you know the nugget slurry (sighs) yeah right but i mean i i don't think that's a bad idea for kfc to to get into the chicken nugget business no 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 that's true and the other thing is it has helps them move to more uh, on-the-go type options. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can, You, it's fast food, right? You right. want to be able to take it in your car. Wings and fried chicken with bones is not, it's not as Go easy. for the car. Because you have to steer with your elbows and, and then you spill yeah. the crumbles exactly. on the floor. It doesn't work. Yeah, we got that figured out. All right, we're back tomorrow. Bride Broadcasting Station, WTAW, College Station. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.